to the D2 Nation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me as always is the great Bethany Bowman. Welcome back, Bethany. Thanks so much, Wayne. Glad to be back. Yeah, and obviously this is a big week where we're back to the D2 football semifinals once again. Uh, there's not much difference from last year when we met here because three of the last year's final four teams are the same this year. And as usual, one of those teams is the defending national champions, the Ferris State Bulldogs. Joining us today are quarterback Miley Mitchell and all Galaxy defenseman Caleb Murphy. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so for both of you, you know, we're going to we like to start um, at the beginning. And you both have different kind of interesting stories about you. You weren't just, at, you know, at Ferris State. Um, Caleb, I want to start with you. You you came from an interesting starting point to be at, at Ferris State. But, you know, you came, you came, you transferred in from Grand Valley State. But tell us a little bit first about the recruiting process out of high school and then what brought you to Ferris State. So, yeah, um, I was born and raised in Dwajak, Michigan, you know. So, uh, you know, coming from a small town that not many people know about, you know, uh, it's really hard to get recruited out of, you know. So uh, went to a lot of exposure camps. Uh, I got to a lot of invite-only camps, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan State. You know, so those type of things worked in my my best effort. I always tested well, um, but the common did not. Uh, the common thing that all the coaches had to say were, you know, uh, hey, this guy goes to you know a school with thousands of kids that go there. You know, you go to a school with hundreds of kids. You know, so um, you know, getting told, you know, hey, we're gonna go with this guy rather than you. You know, and you're testing, putting up the same numbers. Uh, you know, t- forty times, uh, doing just as well as them, if not better, in one on ones you know, through camp and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was just something that, you know, made me who I am today. So, you know, uh, you know, I took it to the chin. Uh, got it, uh, almost every Division two offer you could possibly get from good schools. Um, so, you know, uh, took Grand Valleys out of, out of high school, you know, and tried to make the best of it at the time. And then Ferris State came calling. And, and so, so, yeah, uh, obviously uh, in, you know, uh, just things didn't work out at Grand Valley. You know, we split uh, split ways mutually, you know. So um, my brother was going to Fair State. But uh, obviously, like, I wanted to look at a couple other things first. So I was looking at other schools, trying to get to a Division One school, honestly. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to play right away. Um, you know, I had to sit out a year at the time, time being during uh, recruiting at that time. So, uh, you know, I took, just took the shot to play with my brother. I never got to play with my brother, uh, not even in high school. So, you know, it was a good opportunity for me. Um, and it turned out to be great. Yeah. So got to Ferris, uh, and loved it since I've been here. Yeah. It's a great little connection there to be playing with your brother. For sure. How did y'all not play together? He was, um, so he was like two years younger than me and they put him on JV and freshman. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, my, my league already has a future as a podcaster. He's already doing some of the interview for us. <laughs> I got, I got follow up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Malik, what about you and just your journey to Ferris State? Um, well, a lot of high school. I, I went to high school a long time ago. It seems like uh, <laughs> I graduated in '15. Um, small school, John Hay in Cleveland. Um, it's like a kind of like a charter school. You got to test to get in there, and uh, you know, have certain grades and whatnot. And uh, not really a big athletic school. I went there to play basketball. And walking through the hallway one day, the football coach stops me. He's like, man, you you play football? And I'm like, man, I can try. I can, I can do a little something. That was my first year playing football. It was my freshman year of high school. And uh, ended up about my junior year getting an offer from Western Michigan. That was my first offer. 
on my way to school one day, he just called me on the phone. And um, after that, a few more Mac schools started rolling in. Some D2 started rolling in. And by the end of my senior year, I actually lost most of those offers from waiting too long because there's only about one spot for a quarterback on each team. They don't, they don't take too many of those in, D, in D1. So lost most of those offers. Ended up going to Kent uh, last minute. <clears throat> Played there for about two years, maybe two and a half years, something like that. And then uh, had some had some things going on. Ended up leaving, set out two years, um, completely from football. Ended up doing some miscellaneous jobs, worked in a, uh, a corrugated board factory, which I was making some pretty good money. And then um, while working there, I'm like, man, I'm trying to get back to doing what I love to do. And so I called Coach Rock, who was actually the OC at Kent when I was like my senior year in high school. Got the connection there, and and I've been here, man, enjoying myself since. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds kind of like a Kurt Warner story if you watch that movie. Um, <laughs> the grocery store for a while before getting his shot back. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was some jobs like the grocery store for sure. Um, <laughs> incredible. I mean, yeah, your story is awesome. You know, D D1 to D2 injuries, a, a transfer, all that. You know, how has that kind of made you who you are? Oh, man. Uh I think really the injury just built a built a a resiliency in me a little bit, you know. Um really kind of built my pain threshold, I think, because I can just bang into things and fall and all types of stuff and I just pop back up. But I don't know, it's it's just I love playing I love playing football, man. So whatever comes with it, the good and the bad, you know. For sure. And to follow up on that, we've had Coach Anise on and we've talked about that quarterback room. Last year, it was Jared Bernhardt, Evan Cummins, and you. This year, it was you, Evan, and Carson. And the crazy part is everyone is always good. How does it help having those guys around you every single day? Well, you can't forget about my boy Jesse, though. I can't, I can't let you forget about Jesse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was there last year, too. He, he put yeah. in a lot of work. He deserves some credit for the things he does, for sure, because he, he really could be playing anywhere in the nation, and I really mean that. But, um... Man, we just we just got to love here. It's not it's not normally you would think it'd be all about competition and things like that, but we tend to understand what 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 the bigger picture is here, you know, and and especially when you win in games at the the rate we win them, you kind of just learn to, you know, fall into your role and stay there. So and it's crazy to me, right? Because like last year, let's not deny it, Jared stole the spotlight and rightfully so. He was amazing. But meanwhile, it was you that kind of nobody talked about that threw for 500 yards and what was it, six touchdowns in a game and set the school record, right? Like, it, it's yeah. just, it's always amazing to me how each one of those quarterbacks, whoever it is, comes into the game and they're they're almost immediately one of the best quarterbacks in D2. It, it's just, it's amazing. Like, do you guys just sit there and and I can't imagine, like, you just must be having the best time just feeding off each other uh, in the in the QB room. It's kind of funny sometimes when you throw around those stats and all that, because last season, I think every quarterback on the roster, I mean, other than Jesse, he didn't get the, the, the opportunity. Maybe he, you know, he thought he deserved or other people thought he deserved, but every quarterback that played last year scored five or six touchdowns in the game, you know, like. <laughs> Like literally, and it might not even took them to get a rhythm or nothing. They might have got in one game and they scored five or six touchdowns. So you got to give credit to them. The the offense we had, the old line we had, which was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And the coaches, you know, they put us in those positions. So yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side of the ball and talk about uh, you a little bit, Caleb. I was at the Lenore Ryan game this year. Malik, Malik, you didn't play that game. You were you were out with injury, but Caleb, you did. <laughs> and you had five sacks, a forced fumble. I thought one of the cool things when I was talking to Sandy after the game was it's not even when he's getting the sack. It's also the plays when he's not involved. Everything just goes to chaos because they're worried about him. And, and it just a ridiculous season, 24 and a half sacks, the Gene Upshaw Award winner. You're a candidate for two more awards. Everyone has big goals coming in the season. Are you even just a little bit like right now, like, wow, this this is a lot. <laughs> so um, I'm really not thinking about it. Uh, I was talking to my mom the other day. Uh, it hasn't hit me. Like I'm graduating uh, this semester, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff's happening that's going to be new for me. And um, it hasn't hit, you know, I think for the simple fact of I'm living in the moment. Uh, you know, uh, the sack record, all of that, you know, it's all nice. You know, the Gene Upshaw, you know, I'm very grateful for all the opportunities that I get for these awards. But, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you come here to Ferris State, you want to win a national championship. Um, you know, so my biggest goal right now is to get back to that that feeling. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just being able to, you know, provide my best efforts to the team and, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, not getting a sack, getting a sack, rushing a quarterback, hurrying them, you know. Or, you know, just being selfless, you know, and whatever I do um, is the biggest goal for me now, you know, just making sure that we can get back to where we were at last year. Um, I think when the season's over, I'll have that wow moment. But if I'm being completely honest, it just hasn't hit yet. Like, there's just yeah. nothing that, like, you know, I'm not satisfied, I guess, in a way. But, you know, um, there's nothing to, to be happy for at this point because we haven't won a, cha a championship. You know, we lost the GLEI championship to Grand Valley. You know, so trying to get back to the national championship is the biggest thing. Yeah. So for someone that has never seen your style, you well, your team play, describe for us your style of play. What what goes through your head when the when the quarterback calls hike? And why is Ferris specifically, Ferris State, such a good fit for your style of play? So um, to answer your second question first, I like that question. Um, Ferris State fits my play because the coaches play to your abilities. Um, here at Ferris State, the coaches don't try to change you. They don't try to build you into a system. You know, they're not a systematic program. Um, they're, they're players' coaches, you know, um, in that way. Uh, when I got here, you know, the coaches seen that I was twitchy, agile. I can move in space, you know, those type of things. So they allowed me to do that, you know. So they, they fixed things around to where they play to my best abilities and with doing that, it opened up a lot of stuff I can cover. You know, I can rush the quarterback. I can sit at LB and, and uh, play the run. I can play the run from an end spot, standing up, hand in the dirt, you know. Uh, but I think the thing that makes my play so well is um, I'm fast. I play fast. You know, it's, it's fast. Um, I got a little bend to me. Um, and I got a motor that doesn't stop. I truly believe That's that. Horrible. A motor that doesn't stop. You know, uh, I work hard. I work extremely hard to get to that quarterback, even when it's not looking good, you know. Uh, stats might not show it on the on the stat line, you know, but that doesn't matter to me for the simple fact of I know that I'm harassing that quarterback and he's thinking of me, you know. So my motor doesn't stop, and you're going to see me at the end of the game no matter what. I mean, I probably shouldn't admit this because as a report, and I do, for, for seven, eight years I show no bias, but there were a couple sacks in that Lenore Ryan game when I was there, and I was just, like, on the sideline, and I was just, whoa, like, I was just, like, 
I, I reacted and I probably, <laughs> I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I, what you said, playing fast, it's exciting. You kind of get caught up in it. Right. And, and I, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. My league last week, one of the best games of the year, you led that big long drive and had a couple of big runs to help turn it around against Grand Valley state. How are you guys, how are you guys able to dig in and turn the momentum around of that game? I think, man, just count on each other. Really, just just believing in in the scheme, believing in what we went through all week in practice, you know, and just just executing, man. It's, it's not it's not too hard, man. I, I I try to tell guys we we went to to that locker room at halftime, and you know, there's some guys who are saying this these things and saying this, and it's just, man, play 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 the game. It's just the game we all was raised playing or watching, you know. Just just go out there and do what you you're one eleventh. And I promise you the play is going to go well. And it, and as you've seen the second half, there weren't too many negative plays, at least compared to the first half. And, you know, we got the job done that last drive. <clears throat> I think we converted two fourth downs, about three third downs, third and mediums. You know, it was it was just a well put together drive. We didn't get behind the chains, uh, which we pretty much did almost every drive in the first half, you know. So... I don't know. The second half, we just buckled down and handled our business. Is, is there ever a moment? I mean, you look at for what there's like three, four losses over the last four years, right? Is there ever a moment, even against the Grand Valley State, your big rival, that you go into that locker room in the half and anybody's worried? Or is it that, and I'm not saying that it's like an egotistical swagger, but is the confidence always there that you know that there's still a half left and, and you guys got it? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the game, it's 30 minutes and 30 minutes. So if you were down 40 in the first half, then that means you're, it's possible to score 40 on them in the second. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's, it's just a game of just belief. And honestly, when you be going to the locker room, there might be guys screaming their head off. There might be guys, you know, throwing things. But we know as teammates, that's not because we, we think they're scared or we or they're scared of, of what's going to happen. They're just fired up and they're ready to get back outside. It's probably too long of a halftime. We probably mm -hmm. want to get back and play, you know? So that's just how it is with us, man. We we really, uh, we take the dog thing real deep, you know, and, and we ready to bite at all times. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, for both of you, obviously this is a big week. It's the semifinals, but, and I don't think either of you were there the first time, but in 2019, this is the exact same game on paper. Right. Number one, Ferris State versus number four, West Florida. West Florida won that game, went on to win the national championship. So it is a rematch, but it's a lot different. Um, what are kind of is there extra intensity? Are there extra emotions um, for, for the team this week? And how are you guys mentally preparing for the matchup? Either one of you could answer that. Um, there's a sense of urgency, uh, but I think the sense of urgency has always been there, you know, uh, to me. Uh, it's just another game. Uh, I think to other guys, it's just another game. They're in a way of what we want, you know, so we got to get them out the way. But I think we don't put too much time into thinking about, you know, revenge at that point. I think it's more so they're in the way, you know, hey, whoever comes in front of us, you know, we got to smash you, smash you right in the mouth every play, you know, and get back to where we want to get just how we were last year, you know, so being the standard of things and meeting the standards of things is the most important thing to me for the team. And I will say the first ever football game I watched of Ferris was that game. I drove about five hours from Cleveland. Uh, and the, I think I left that game saying, man, I cannot wait 
to play a game like that. You know, obviously, if you look at what happened in that game, we turned, we might have turned the ball what, five, five six times, times, something like that. And I'm like, man, not to be, you know, cocky or nothing. I'm like, I, I wouldn't do that. You know, as a quarterback, <laughs> I would, you know what I'm saying? I think I could make something happen on this team, man. So that that game, honestly, it, it'll always be in the back of my mind, just, just thinking, you know, that's the first game I ever saw this team lose. You know, and after that, they ain't lose a game since until what? Until uh, last, last week. Not, not last week. <laughs> or, or you know, you'll have, yeah, this season. Sorry, <laughs> TV game. You know, so that was the only two losses, the one I saw and, and, and the one, you know, we played in. So, I mean, it ain't, I don't think it's a get back thing. A lot of guys want some get back, especially because a couple of guys we got now played in that game. And, you know, they, they're really big on the get back thing, you know, and so. Whatever my brothers want to do, I'm going to ride with them, you know, especially when they come down to war and, and going out there and, and shedding blood and really fighting for something, you know, so. For sure. Like we said, we had Coach Anise on before, and you can tell he is a man that just loves where he is at. For both of you, what is it about Coach that makes Ferris State so dominant these past five or six years? Caleb, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I guess I would just say, the standard of, you know, the play here, you know, uh, we've seen some guys in front of us leave, uh, Liam Daly, um, Sam Jarrett, for me, uh, this is defensively, Austin Simpson, you know, and then offensively, you go Dylan Pasquale, you know, those type of guys, they've been here, you know, they've, they've won, you know, they're still around, they can still see us, you know, so um, just to, you know, set the tone that's been there, you know, and continue to come in, you know, and share love and culture, you know, um, helps us win, you know, T.A. T.A. loves where he's at because he loves every player that he has, you know, he um, he shows it. He tries to be there for you no matter what, you know, he's going to help you out in any way he can. So uh, I think the culture of love and trust is really what keeps the level of play all the way up. Yeah, and I also think uh, what we what we touched on earlier when when Murph said um, he he bends the the scheme to the to the players that he, you know, that he has on his team. And I think that's really important, especially at this level, just to, you know, to keep things rolling, along with the fact that he's not going to bend too much on the scheme. Like, you know, you know, you know, T.A. likes to run the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And things like that. So he ain't he ain't going to give that up. So he's going to go with what wins, you know, and we even had some uh, conversations today at practice, you know, some, certain players might want to run this and that. And he's going he gonna to tell you, like, look, I don't want games doing this, you know, and, and I, I I chimed in with him. I said, man, hey, when you win 900 some games, you know, it's like you you get you can do what you want and say what you want, and especially when you're the head coach. Man, he got himself in that position over over years of, of handling his business, you know, and one day hopefully, you know, we can do the same. Yeah, it's funny because when when he was on, we were talking about Jared being a lacrosse player and still fitting the system so well, kind of going along with what you're saying. He builds the system to them. Bethany, I don't remember. He said, if there's a sumo wrestler out there that wants to play football, you bring him to me and I will get him to play quarterback. Yeah. And I believe it. That's the thing. I believe no, it. No joke. No joke. You got to believe it. So again, for both of you, check this out. Grand Valley State twice, Northwest Missouri State, Pittsburgh State. Those are the teams Ferris State had to beat to get to the semifinals. And you, when you think about that, the, the, those are all national champions, right? So for you to be in a position to be in back-to-back -back semifinals, having to go against that, it's you're playing in the best part of the country. Um, what's it like, you know, every game going into that? 
with that mentality? Does that make you guys tougher? Does that, you know, is there any, you were talking about resiliency, resiliency earlier. I mean, th that has to help there too, right? Yeah, I think I, like I, I was, I was getting that. No one, no one signed up to Ferris to play any teams that, that we didn't think would challenge us, you know, and especially when you look at, like I came from a, a division one school, we played teams like Alabama, Penn State. Um, that's, those are teams I, I, I played when I was at my last school. I'm pretty sure he's played against some pretty good players. There's a lot of players from last year's team that came from division one schools that played against, you know, uh, um, great, great players and teams. And so no one wants to come here and just have a cakewalk. We want to prove ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So these are the games when you get to prove yourself. And this is what we came here for. Awesome. Caleb, anything to add on that and just the elite competition you see every week? It's an opportunity, um, like Reek said. So, yeah, just to back up on that, it's an opportunity. Uh, guys see it as nothing but that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> right, on the, right on the spot. Yeah, it's just an opportunity to me. And this one's for both of you as well. What makes Division Two so special? Obviously, Caleb, you've seen it at two different places, but same level, my league now seeing kind of the difference. What makes where you're at and the level that we're at so great? It's gritty. Um, you know what I'm saying? You got to have guts to play D2 football. At the end of the day, you do. You know what I'm saying? Division one guys, they get a little bit more things handed to them, and I'm not saying that in a way that's disrespectful at all. It's the truth. I'm saying it as... They're treated much better with the resources that they have, you know. Uh, Division two guys, you know, they they get the opportunity to play football and see it just as that, you know. Uh, so if you're there, you know, for the experience and stuff like that, you might be in the wrong place if you're playing Division two football. Um, when you come to play Division two football, you're there to simply play football, win games, and go after it with your brothers and just be a gritty guy, you know, just a, a gritty person in, in general, guy, female, whoever, you know, just uh, division two sports most definitely are like gritty people. Like, you know, and that's in a, in a nice way, you know, like they're just attacking the situation They're They're coming at things to win, you know, they're competitive. Uh, I think at division one, people try to get to places for different reasons, you know, uh, at schools, you know, some guys are going to places to get to the NFL, you know, not to win a national championship or they're going there because, you know what I'm saying? They have the resources to get there, you know, so division two, you know, guys are, you know, small school guys or they're guys who bounce back, you know, from division one schools and um, they're just working hard. They're gritty and they're working hard. And you know, I think the biggest thing, at least that I've taken from it, from seeing the difference, obviously the division one, I was treated with the the utmost care like it was almost like being enabled to just kind of be lazy in certain aspects like you don't even you don't pick your classes you don't you don't even go get your own books they come in a box with your name on it and it got a it got a it got a, a schedule printed out laminated for you like if you don't go to class that's completely your problem like your fault but i think the biggest thing when i came to d2 is i got to actually connect with people like on a deeper level even outside of football it, it didn't just it didn't just um stick on the field stay on the field or in the you know the um complexes or meeting rooms like we, i really count on some people here to just get through get to, get a meal get dinner sometimes you know what i'm saying things like that and i got real brothers i've that I've uh, run into here, man, real, real family. So I think that's the biggest thing about D2, man, at least here.
I can't speak for no other 130 other teams, but I've been blessed to be here and have a have a great time being here. Yeah, that's that's so true, guys. And I was a Division two athlete too. So in the words of Caleb, I am a gritty person. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So that was that was the football part of the show. Now we're going to move on to the D two Nation hot seat and just close out the show with some fun questions. So are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah always. All right, Bethany, you get them started as always. All right. As always, we start off pretty easy. What's your favorite NFL team and who is your favorite player of all time? Okay. Uh, should have brought my hat. My favorite, my favorite player of all time is Tom Brady. It's the reason I wear 12. Um, I just think he's he's the type of guy that, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be a winner, you know, you think of Tom Brady, you know, um, all the Super Bowl rings, you know, he's a winner. You know, fourth fourth uh fourth quarter, you know, wins and stuff like that. He's a winner. But um my favorite team would have to be the Patriots because I was a big fan of Brady growing up. So yeah. He's gritty. He's gritty. Yeah, he's gritty. Definitely gritty. Yeah. That, that's the word of the day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Miley, what about you? Cleveland Browns all day. <laughs> all day, all day long. Can't nobody change it. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Nah, go ahead. Yeah, you, you can be sorry all you want, but we gonna look. I'm gonna keep on loving them to the end. But uh, my favorite player, um, uh, growing up was uh, Brett Favre. Oh, nice. And then uh, as I got a little, cause I I watched Brett Favre. I was I was kind of real young. That was like my first player really watching. And then it became Aaron Rodgers, cause it was like he's right behind Brett Favre. Right. You know. And they kind of play so similar, but I'm like, and this dude running around getting smacked in his head, throwing a 60-yard bomb. You know, I'm like, it's a little crazy out there, man. So, yeah, Brett Favre was always my favorite uh, player in the NFL growing up. And then Aaron Rodgers obviously took that over, won a ring in, like, what, 2012 or something like that. I had his rookie card, and I couldn't, I couldn't let nobody touch it. I had it in a laminated, put it on the wall and everything. I'm like, man, it's a little crazy. But, yeah, that's my favorite. Nice. Uh, normally, we ask what the best football movie is, but because it's December, uh, Caleb, you first. What's the best Christmas movie of all time? Um, it's only one answer to this. Is that what it is? You gonna answer, man? You gonna answer, man? Is that the one? Don't mess it up. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say. Um, I think it's Friday after the next. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> what about you, Mike? The Grinch. <laughs> I love how you say that with such certainty. With, yes, with such it, 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 it got to be the Grinch. <laughs> it's a good one. What is in your headphones pregame to get ready? For me? Yeah, you go. yeah I'm, I'm going Rich Homie Quan. You know, uh, rich as in spirit. Y'all should really go listen to that album. It's really, it's really good. I ain't gonna lie. Either that or, or I know some. I know some. Okay, okay. Or, or my boy, uh, my boy, Low Life Lamb, man. That's my boy from the crib, man. I gotta shout him out. So I, I put him in my headphones, man, and, and rock out, man. Just to feel like I'm at home. Um, for me, it's uh, I'm a big Juice World fan, so it's always gonna be Juice World playing before the game. Nice. 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 You guys have any uh, just kind of guilty pleasure, embarrassing songs that you wouldn't want anybody to know that you listen to? Any any uh, Taylor Swift playing in your headphones before the game? Oh, I 
no. I don't listen to none of that before the game, but I'll Working my way it. downtown. Who is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. Vanessa, Vanessa something. <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens? No, it's not Vanessa Hudgens. I don't even know their name. Nah, I know you're talking about that. <laughs> it's, it's Vanessa Carlton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her know for me. That's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> what, um... Next question is, uh, my leave. We'll go to you first. What's your favorite, like, binge-worthy type of television show, like a Netflix type of show that you just watch all at once? Uh, I've binged so many shows. I've I done <laughs> went through so many injuries. What's uh, the most recent one you watched? I would have to say Blacklist. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a good show. one. I would have to say Blacklist. I, I like every that. episode is like a crazy situation you know what i'm saying it keeps you glued on there but that's mine uh i'm a big anime guy so i'm gonna go with either naruto or my hero academia okay we don't have a lot of anime answers to that question i like that we get something new there i like that all right what's something that you're not very good at and you wish you were better at snowboarding i'm terrible and I and I get scared. I don't get scared that much, but going down a mountain is just like the craziest I'm a, I'm thing. One hundred percent, right there with you. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's luck that people do this and they're good at it. But I'm gonna say fishing. I'm terrible at fishing, yeah, but I think I think it's all luck <laughs> at the end of the day because you're casting something into the water, hoping that you catch something. What if somebody told you pass rushing was all luck? That's not a fact. I'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, come on, you're really probably making some good fishers mad here, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, for real though. Some teammates. <laughs> if you last question, if you could grab dinner with any celebrity in the world, who would it be? Ooh, you go. Nah, you go for that one. Um, <laughs> honestly. I'd probably go like LeBron James. Okay. I mean, Why? He's from, you know, he, he from Akron, uh, you know, yeah. playing around the corner. I ain't never met him. It's like almost like, you know, as a kid, man, it's kind of like really the king. He really thought he was like the king of the city or something, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So probably LeBron, just to holler at him, tell him how much he meant to me as a kid, you know, something like that. That's awesome. Lil Uzi Vert, <laughs> swear. I <laughs> uh, love him. He's uppity. Uh, I know he's got some weird vibes to him, but uh, he's an energetic person. I'm energetic, so I like being around that. <laughs> All right. You I, got, full? Oh, go I, ahead. Got, I got one more, Malik. Are you cold? You got a jacket on. Is it cold up there? No, nah, you know, I'm the guest, so I, some, I don't like getting, you know, I like going in and out, man, being able to get, you know, <laughs> get gone when I want. Okay, you're over. You're Caleb's hosting. I yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, we thank you both so much for joining us and we're going to let you go now get some rest and uh, obviously good luck this weekend and, and you know, it's going to be fun to watch what, what happens on Saturday. Thank for you. Sure. Thank you, Wayne. Much. Thank you, Bethany. For real. Absolutely. Remember, before we go, D2 Nation, we need your support. Check us out everywhere. Podcasts are available and on YouTube. And while you're at it, give us a like. We'll see you next week on the D2 Nation.